The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the United Kingdom, the United States, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals, or postal services. All right, and this is what I get for... uh, not writing down my clever ideas for the introduction of the show. I, I had something that we could do a little differently and uh, it has left me. So maybe, maybe on the next one, on the next episode of International Internet Strangers, uh, I'm Damon. And I am Zen. All right. And if this episode comes out and doesn't sound great, I apologize to you, beautiful babies. We are doing the best with the technical uh, things that we have available. Um, just had some stuff before we hit record and, uh, hopefully it's all worked out. Hopefully this sounds, uh, sounds as good as you have come to expect. Um, (laughs) now one thing we do not have, uh, Patreon because Patreon means doing more work and Mm. we are simply able to do what we have been doing. And, uh, uh, but, but I will say being the small operation that we are, if you're listening to this, there's a decent chance that I am in your phone contacts or maybe Zen is in your phone contacts. (laughs) So if you felt like Venmoing us something for maybe a month of the premium service, I wouldn't say no. Listen, we've never asked you. Uh, beautiful listeners to rate, subscribe, any of that. I'll be honest, I have never once rated or uh, or subscribe, we've asked you to. Rate, rate and review. I've never rated or reviewed a podcast in the 10 plus years I've been listening to them. So I'm not going to ask that of you. But if you feel like maybe for your sake, listener, you want this show to have at least one month of the, the premium service provided by uh, Zencaster. Um, no relation. <laughs> no affiliation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we are, this is a labor of love and we are operating on a shoestring with cobbled together equipment um, and free editing software uh, and doing the best we can. And I, I think we're doing okay. I think, I think we're doing all right, given mm. the, all of that. Um, Okay, so this is our first uh, new episode on the original format um, in a long time. Uh, As we record this, episode eight just came out. Yep. Yeah. Um, So this, and then this is going to be 10. Mm hmm. Okay, so eight and nine uh, we recorded back in November, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, gosh, to, yeah, yeah. Eight was was at least the one after the the horror movie chat. Yep. And then, yeah, so we would have done eight and then nine and then the holiday chat and then the mm-hmm. Moe Day spectacular. Uh, as far as the recording order, release order, if you want to know, take a look at uh, the download page. You can figure it out. You can um, do it. All right. So uh, 
we will be diving back into 154 minutes spent pondering issues related to nothing at all. Uh, we have 11 songs to go. Some of yep. them are quite short, but that doesn't mean that we'll be quite brief discussing them. <laughs> uh, yeah, brevity is, uh, is, is not on the agenda, I'm afraid. Yeah, I just, I just listened to a, a podcast yesterday or the day before. Um, it's a, a show called Bill Buds, and they did an episode where two hosts counted down their top 10 songs of the year 2002. Hmm. That's two hosts, 10 songs, plus uh, how you call them, honorable mentions. Hmm. And they did it all in, in like 90 minutes. How? I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, so this morning, my, my mind's gone a bit of a blank. Do you have any top of show uh, business you want to discuss? I know there's tons of corrections for the Bowie Day episode. Gosh, yeah, we... We thought we knew what we were talking about, but oh boy, we did not. Um, my challenge to myself, this this podcast recording, is not to say the word controversial, um, <laughs> which I apparently say all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. I am, uh, for, for myself, I am going to try to drastically cut down on the, oh, sure. I have a lot of, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so that you know that I'm listening. Yeah. But uh, there's too much of it. Too much of it. Oh. So there's that. Yeah, I didn't even bother to collect all the corrections. Um, if I can borrow a phrase from uh, the James Bonding podcast, we are lovers, not experts. Yes. Uh, all right. I swear there was something else that I, I wanted to, to do top of show, but... The important thing is that we are recording and the sound is going to a central <laughs> location. As far uh, as we know. Internet. As far yeah. as we know. Okay. So, uh, all right, listener, put yourself back in, uh, send yourself back in time. We're going to try and get back into the context of what we're listening to. A couple of 16-year-olds who met on the Incubus message boards have made mixtapes for each other, put them in the post, and and this is this is the magic that that is uh, is here. So we would have just ended the last episode with uh, "Up in Arms" by the Foo Fighters. Yeah. If if everything's falling into place the way I have it, and I haven't gotten everything jumbled around, so um, very clever of me to go uh, from Foo Fighters uh, to Nirvana. <laughs> Oh, no, not me. We never lost 
control the face to face from around the soul the world. I didn't feel right ending it before he said the man who sold the world. Uh, so that's, um, as Kurt says at the end of the recording there, that was a David Bowie song. Man, that is my biggest gripe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hugely exaggerate here. It's my biggest gripe in life. Um, <laughs> no, as, as a teenager, um, I remember having arguments with friends about that being a David Bowie song. Really? So he says, he says that's a David Bowie song. Well, yeah. I, in in defense of the people who've upset you, uh, <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I heard him say it, and I was like, that can't be right. Is, <laughs> is it a song about David Bowie? Is it? Uh, it can't be right. And then when, when I did finally, that's on, oh, I was about to ask if The Man Who Sold the World was on Hunky Dory. It's on The Man Who Sold the World. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> I, any any Anything... I assume is, is on hunky dory, honestly. Um, so, uh, yes, I was, I wasn't sure either. Mm, and when I first heard it, I was like, I don't, and I, this is my definitive version of the man who sold the world. Yeah. Um, it's, I I think it is for a lot of people our age, you know, and, and slightly older as well. Um, who, yeah, I mean, Obviously, that was their introduction to the song, so. Yeah, and to be, I mean, if we look at the rest of Unplugged in New York, I'm sure that's most people's definitive version of Lake of Fire, Oh Me, and uh, the other Meat Puppets song that they did. Yeah. And Jesus Doesn't Want Me for a Sunbeam. And wasn't Uh, there a Lead Belly? um... And Where Did You Sleep Last Night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean it's kind of the definitive version of some of those Nirvana songs too. Mm. That's. Uh, now that is a show that I would have liked to have been at. Yeah. There was, it's, there's so much, um, it felt with the candles and everything, it felt very comfortable. Mm. I, I love on the, on the CD, at least the, the chatter between songs. The, yeah. Cause it's not audience banter. It's them with each other. It seems like they're having a great time, which you, you love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, so unplugged in New York. That's my Nirvana album. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, if we can bring it back to BMG, we always have to. <laughs> uh, Not I, a sponsor, <laughs> right? I don't know if it's even a thing anymore. I, guys, if you're still using the BMG Music Club, hit us up. I am deeply interested in your story. <laughs> um, that's a. Uh, Internet strangers pod at gmail.com, IIS pod on Twitter, and IIS podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Check those because I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so, BMG, my, me and my friend Joe, we had like a real thing going. He's the first person that I got to sign up. So, I got, you know, five more free. He got his 12 free and then one and then however many more. And we kind of split some things up where uh we, we're trying to shop smart so greatest hits live albums remixes yeah. you get all the all the stuff together uh and we decided to split the nirvana uh catalog uh because there wasn't a greatest hits at the time mm. so he got is there now 
I guess uh, there yeah. must be. Yeah, um, in like 2001, uh, when mm. they released You Know You're Right as a single, mm. it was to promote the best of. It's just the the one that's just a black cover with Nirvana in silver letters. Yeah. Um, and then like a bunch of box sets and billions of demo recordings and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Joe and I, we decided to, to split it. He would get from the muddy banks of the Wishkaw, uh, the, the full live experience, live album. And I would get unplugged in New York and I definitely got the better end of that one. I think you did. I think you did. Um, yeah. And the, and for for this episode, I mean, this is you know months ago that I was doing it, but re-listening to all these songs, I realized the the star of this version of the man who sold the world. It's you know obviously Kurt's vocal, the uh, the kind of buzzy lead guitar that's sort of cheating for an unplugged performance, uh, the running bass line. These are all great things, but it's the drums. It's Dave Grohl's snare drum. That, okay. That. Uh, brings us in let's uh, let's see if i can hear a bit of it it, it just kind of guides the whole thing <laughs> I, I, I love to hear it that's, that's what I, I, I love to hear the drums on that one I always think it's interesting how different people notice different things in music. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's obvious if someone plays the bass, they'll notice the bass line, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. It, it's funny. It wasn't until I started playing guitar mm. um, that I first noticed a bass line in an Oasis song. Okay. Because... They're they're one of those bands that just does not care about their bass player. God no. Um, they, I mean, they don't really care about anyone who's not a Gallagher. But <laughs> it's all guitars and vocals. That's all up front. And mm. so I remember listening after playing guitar for a while. I was like, wait, okay, I hear I hear an actual bass line. They do have a five piece band. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So but that, yeah, that really helped me listen. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, oh, your, your inclusion of this song on the mix, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. you know, <clears throat> just followed on from Foo Fighters, Nirvana. Right. It's clear why you did that. Do you, do you think you chose it because of the David Bowie connection or is it just just a great Nirvana song? Well, see, it's a... Uh... Oh, I get to cut out this silence while I think of the word. Um, <laughs> it's a, a value it's doing a lot of a lot of things all at once, so it is mm-hmm. a great Nirvana song, uh, and it's a David Bowie. Well, actually, in the the rest of this album, we, we'll hear quite a bit of. I was trying to do like six things at once, and so this is the song that did all those. Yeah, uh, where maybe a different song by that artist would have represented that artist better, mm. uh, or the artist that they're covering better. So. Uh, so yeah, so that's um, that was definitely all part of it. But that that is, uh, it's hard to pick a bit a favorite song off of Unplugged in New York. But that's mm-hmm. that was definitely one of them. I think now I'd be more inclined toward Oh Me. Um, yeah, which is, I I think in in the 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 wider vision of the album, the lesser of the three Meat Puppets covers. But I've 
Lake of Fire and Plateau. Plateau is the one I haven't been thinking of. Uh, but hmm. I like Omi because it's, it's got this unexpected extended jam that you don't expect <laughs> to hear on an acoustic um, performance from, from Nirvana, like other bands, obviously they'll do it, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like Omi. That, that would be my, my modern choice hmm. from there. Okay. Uh, anything else on the, the man who? No. Okay. Uh, all right. I've, Let's see if this works. I've queued it up to the end so we can hear. These people are just going to have to wait. <laughs> oh, no, this is, the, this is the one that's got a whole bunch of chatter at the end. So I queued it up to only 11 seconds left, hoping to hear that was a David Bowie song. <sighs> All my love to give, I will survive. I will survive. Yeah, yeah. And this is the one that I, I did some actual studio work on. Cut the clip myself. That would have benefited from a little bit of an introduction because it does jump right in there. But that's uh, Cake's cover of I Will Survive uh, from their, I want to say, 1997 album, Fashion Nugget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you have on that one? I mean, yeah, what an amazing cover. That, that I think, was my introduction to Cake. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just fantastic. Uh, did I tell you I did a a quiz round a few weeks ago that was 10 different versions of I Will Survive in different languages? Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, By by like the sixth or seventh song, it was not awesome. (laughs) Everyone was very fed up with I Will Survive. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's good fun. I mean, you know, it's one of those songs that there are so many cover versions of. Yeah, for sure. And I, I don't know if I'm saying this out of nostalgia, but I really, really think Cake's cover is up there. It's one of the oh. best ones. Oh, strong agree on that. I, I think the 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 factors that that all come into play. Um, there's you know it's it's got a good uh, coating of '90s irony on mm-hmm. top of it, uh, but musically, like genuinely, like they don't. Like we know what song it is, you know, it's not mm-hmm. totally broken down to, and unrecognizable. So it's got that, oh, I'm definitely listening to a cover, Comfort. Um, I, was, I Will Survive is a great song to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the combination of things that are familiar about it and things that they're adding to it really, really blends well. Because the, having the, what, what did it for me the very first time I heard the song, what, what, really uh really clicked for me was using the trumpet to mm. play the the disco strings line yeah but yeah where, where I, I talked earlier 
about trumpet being a recurring thing on this album uh, on this mm. mix that's that's one of the strongest contenders uh for that statement and and then the aggression of the guitar solo um that lead guitar work mm. really it provides like a, a nice tasty contrast to the sweetness of the the horn and the lyric definitely um, it's it's yeah. like you know it's uh a loving homage to to the original but they're not slaves to it you know right which i i feel a, in a lot of cake covers that's the the case they're mm. they're one of the i love a, a cake cover song there's a couple of songs where that's you know how i was introduced to it ruby don't take your love to town mm. i heard the cake version before the kenny rogers version um so yeah and if uh, if the listener enjoys a good uh, cake cover tune I highly recommend uh, their B-Sides and Rarities collection. You got uh, War Pigs is on there. Uh, Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town. Um, others. Uh, I think ne Never Never Gonna Give You Up, the, the Barry White song. Um, not the Rick Astley. Never not Rick Astley. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's great. There's some instrumental stuff. There's some live stuff. It's a great, great collection. Uh, the other the other interesting thing about I Will Survive when I was listening to this mix back, I was like, oh, this is the opposite of that Offspring song. This is the complete inverse of self-esteem. Lyrically? Or... Lyrically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's, it's just what comes out on the other side, like once you've resolved the relationship that you're in during the song Self-Esteem, you come back saying I should have changed my fucking lock. That's that's <laughs> the other wild thing about this. Such a like this sweet anthemic disco song. We're going to throw swears into it too. Yeah, and it works. It works great. Yeah. Uh, is is man. is Gloria Gaynor still with us? I wonder what she made of it. I I believe she is. I don't know if we've gotten a, a quote from her on <laughs> that though. That's yeah. She is, yeah. Oh great. Um well, happy birthday gloria uh, <laughs> as and when as and when yeah yeah she uh i mean obviously is a listener um that's that was one of my favorite things on my my last podcast on uh, the the spit valve podcast we just kind of collected celebrity listeners i think shatner uh bono uh all yeah 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 regular regular listeners um so yeah, so I will sorry, I'm glad it's on here because like now it's not the cake song that I think of. Mm. Um just because I've listened to a lot more cake and that was it just kind of got worked under folded in to the to the collection, but it really deserves it really deserves its place on here. Yeah, I agree. All right, so next uh okay, so yeah, we got a string of, of cover songs. So yeah, so far it's it's been all covers. Mm. Um, but it's not okay. Anyway, so we got our cover songs. All right, let's. It's got a cheeky opening. Let's listen to a bit of that. Now, if you will, gentlemen, let's let's put it, the song into perspective, just so you guys can understand where I'm coming from when I sing this. It's that the the the, the woman is is the hunted, the animal, and when I catch her, being the predator, the hunter, I'm gonna kill her. Maybe not kill her, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You silly guys, a little bit of hot nookie, huh? A little bit of pinch and squeal, whatever, you know, however it goes. We're animals, right? We're out of control. We're fierce animals. Crazy. Urgh. 
Okay. So in 2002, when I, when I was putting this together, um, one, one of the albums I was listening to a ton was the Duran Duran tribute album. Mm-hmm. Um, now, most folks, the song that they'll know from that is uh, the Deftones cover of The Chauffeur, uh, which is a song I've never associated with Duran Duran. I, it was, it, yeah, uh, but that's <laughs> not what's on here. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that. So this um, was the exact period for me to be listening to Real Big Fish. Part, part of my the appeal of that Duran Duran tribute CD is it's so much ska punk. Mm. Uh, Goldfinger, Less Than Jake, Buck 09, uh, River Phoenix. No, they had had to change it to Phoenix TX by then. But a lot of that. Um, and I thought this intro was very fun at the time. <laughs> and I've, in re-listening to this, tried to determine tried to see if I could believe that they understood that that's silly. That whole, that whole introduction is, is, I mean, regardless of where it stands now, because it doesn't, I think, hold up in its entertainment value, Yeah. but, but that it's knowing that that's, that's the band real big fish realizing, Oh, this song is questionable. So to set yeah, the stage it, for a, a questionable song, it's it's kind it's the intent is to point out what the song has against it. Yeah, it, it shows self awareness. Yeah. Um which I think is is admirable. But like you say, I'm not sure that whole kind of comedy skit thing really stands up twenty years later. Right. Um it was such a huge thing at the time, like so many artists were doing it. You know, Eminem, Bloodhound Gang, that kind of—it was just standard, wasn't it? But right, yeah, I'm not but sure I'm really when, here when, for it anymore. <laughs> when the company uh, that, that you're keeping there is Eminem and the Bloodhound Gang, it's you know, mm. yeah, morally questionable. I don't know. You know let's <laughs> listen to the actual song. It's "Hungry Like the Wolf." There we go. Let's do this song. In the city and the night is a wire Stim in the subway and the earth is on fire Oh yeah Well then you want me so give me a sign I'll do my eat them just a moment Tree high Oh yeah Now we touch with the ground I'm on a hunt I'm after you Smell like a sound I'm lost and I'm found And I'm hungry like the wolf it's a fun cover it's a really fun it's a very fun cover i love it because i never got too into big band and swing or anything but it's just mm-hmm. so slinky and, yep. and uh nightclub-y so it's I, I wonder i wonder now if it's because obviously it's there as a combination of duran duran yes I, it, it says i listen to 
pop music from the 80s. I'm aware of of these songs and I like that. Mm. Um, but I'm also a cool modern 90s kid who's just a liberal coating of, of irony, just just grease coating of that. <laughs> and it and it's genuinely good to listen to, but it is doing those two other two other jobs, honestly, yeah. first and foremost. Um, so it beat out uh, Goldfinger's cover of Rio. Um, okay. Because partially because I didn't fully get the Ronnie James Dio reference they do toward the end of it, mm. uh, they they totally switch it up musically and and it they start playing uh, Rainbow in the Dark but still singing Rio. Um, and this is a, a bit of a tangent, but have you had yeah. the uh, Eagles of Death Metal cover of Save a Prayer? You know, I don't believe I have. Um, That's a good one. Obviously, that was a lot later than this. Yeah, the um, the save a prayer on that that tribute album. I think it's it's either by Eve's Plum or the Wrens, but it's a, a soft and sweet one. Mm. Um, look at that! It's a it's a great tribute album. I went through a real tribute album phase, and mm. that was um, that got a lot of spins. That particular one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've really got that many tribute albums. I was into compilations for a while and um, like crazy collaborations. Oh, sure. I I had this really weird album that was, um, I try and look it up every now and again because I'm like, that was great. And then I listen to it and it's like, no, that that really wasn't that great. Um, It was like rock bands and hip hop artists. Oh, Um, Loud Rocks. Yes. Yeah, 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 that's that's it. That's got Incubus and Big Pun. uh, Yeah. Everlasting Mob Deep. Yeah. System of a Down and Wu-Tang. Yep. Uh, Dead Prez and Static X. Mm-hmm. That, was, that one's great. Maybe I have a fondness for that because I only know the ones that I'm thinking of. And mm. like the ones that you would have put on mixes and the ones that I would have found otherwise. And that's just like the cream of it. Uh, yeah, I think as I was- an album, it wasn't great, but there were definitely a few tracks that were good fun. I found it on vinyl one time. Oh, I was, wow. I was tempted to to go for that, but I just, uh, yeah, I held back there. So, uh, yeah, Duran Duran tribute album. We got Rio by Goldfinger, Hold Back the Rain by Buck09, uh, Planet Earth by Homegrown, The Chauffeur by Deftones, uh, Hungry Like the Wolf, Real Big Fish, The Reflex by Less Than Jake. Amazing. Uh, Ordinary World by Phoenix TX. Oh, yeah, okay. My other absolute favorite from their uh, band called Gob doing A View to a Kill. Okay. It is 90 seconds long. <laughs> uh, and, oh gosh, I wish I had that queued up for us. Maybe, maybe next episode I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. us all a treat. Uh, we can listen to a bit of A View to a Kill. Because it, it starts, so it's 90 seconds, but it starts with kind of a regular speed sort of James Bond. Bam. Bam, bam, bam. So it does that at the regular speed, and then you hear the the drumsticks count off. Da, 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 da. It's so <laughs> so fast, and because I, I'm not that familiar with the regular lyrics to it, mm. uh, listening to that version, I'm like, does the Duran Duran song say something about your lover's urine? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing here? I have to watch View to a Kill again. That doesn't seem very Roger Moore. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a weird one. 
Um, anyhow, okay, let's let's roll on. I, I don't need to read track listings. There's more to life than that. So that was a um, little pocket of covers. I don't think that was intentionally like, oh, we'll do three cover songs in a row right yeah. here. I just felt like musically, Foo Fighters to Nirvana to Cake to uh, um, to Real Big Fish. I felt that flowed pretty well. And yeah. then uh, a nice live version of uh, Kiss Off by the Violet Femmes. I need someone, a person to talk to, someone I care to love. Could it be you? Could it be you? Situation gets rough, then I start to panic. It's not enough. It's just a habit. It can get sick. But darling, this is it. You can all just kiss off into the air behind my back. I can see them stare. Right. Um, I'm going to bring it back up when it gets to uh to the counting part so the violent femmes uh oh listeners if you want to play that main riff it's just an e minor e minor simple as simple as you please i don't know what the next chord is i always stop i only play the e minor parts of this one but you can get a lot done uh, here we go. i hope you know that this will go down on your permanent record Oh yeah, but don't get so um, such a weird, weird band. Uh, I was introduced to Violent Femmes. My dad had a compilation, uh, Best of MTV's 120 Minutes, Volume 2, okay. uh, which had the song Gone Daddy Gone. Um, and so for my high school years, whenever people would say, do you know Violent Femmes? I would say, well, I just know the one song. And they would say, ah, Blister in the Sun. I'd say, oh, gone, daddy, gone. Mm. It would really confuse them. And that was fun <laughs> for me. Uh, but yeah, my friend Wade had uh, added up the, the best of. Mm. And then uh, I got this. Oh, actually, MTV's 120 Minutes again. This is off the uh, best of 120 Minutes live. Hmm. Here, here's the counting. Like, this is what people came here for. I take one, 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 cause you left me, and two, two, two for my family, and three, three, three for my heartache, and four, four. Four for my headaches and five, five, five for my lonely and six, six, six for my sorrow and seven, seven, no tomorrow and eight, eight, I forget when he was talking, nine, nine, nine for a lost guy, ten, 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 everything, 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 you can always kiss off in the So that's the bulk of, of kiss off. Um, no, eight. Hey. Uh, no, I, I was willing to, to vamp if you needed time and, <laughs> and wait for you to come back. But if we're good, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Violent Femmes. Again, another band that you introduced me to. Um, possibly with this song, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it could, could well be. Um, so what what's funny in kind of putting the, the playlist together is I had to think to myself, which live version of Kiss Off did I use? 
Mm. Because there's that one from the live on 120 minutes. Uh, there's the I wouldn't have had this album at the time, but they have a live album, live acoustic album called Viva Wisconsin. Uh, they, they did just an acoustic tour. Um, so I've got one from there. I think the greatest hits collection added up has a different live one. Mm. Um, no, this one, <laughs> this one sounds very, very familiar. I'm, I'm 99% sure this is the version. Yeah, because and the the jams are are different each time. So yeah, I think I think that this is the one. But yeah, it's got so the uh, the. I hope you know this will go down on your permanent record. Uh, mm. the count the counting. It's so iconic, mm. um, and it it really kind of just highlights what more far more than I think either Gone Daddy Gone or Blister in the Sun do. Really highlights what the band Violent Femmes are. Like their mm. their whole thing, um, it's got the big long jam which can go you know as long as you need it to. Um, <laughs> simple, it's angsty, it's a little confusing, it's funny. I forget what eight was for. That's yeah, that's top shelf and that's great. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's straightforward. I don't really have anything else for Kiss Off. I I probably would have gone with Add It Up, but it's too sweary, mm. as though this album was free of profanity somehow <laughs> otherwise uh but it's just it's easier to to get behind i think behind kiss off it carries less emotional weight um than added up mm. uh, yeah it's it's a gateway song i think yeah. but it was for me yeah and i i'd like to say that that's what i meant it to be but i i got lucky <laughs> uh all right okay oh okay so this next segment this is this is definitely like a section uh, mm. of the of the record. Uh, so I uh, so this is the punk rock section. Mm-hmm. And at church, I had a uh, young men's leader, and I realize now in hindsight that he was given this calling. So in in the 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 LDS church, um, all the the roles are done. Um, by calling like the the bishop will call somebody to be um sunday school teacher to mm-hmm. be um what have you to, to be leadership in in various parts and so this young guy because it was a, a largely the, like the ward was kind of split there were the the local uh english people and then there were the the, the folks there from the military base mm-hmm. uh, so it's a young um Air Force guy, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know what rank or anything. Um, last name of Pope, I don't know his first name. His brother Pope. Um, he's a young That's guy, and I realize now, like, oh, he was given this calling to keep him coming to church, and I know that because I also got that calling years later <laughs> uh, in a, a branch with one regular youth. I became mm. the. Uh, a, a young men's leader uh but but pope brother pope was a fun dude skateboarder loved punk rock uh, and so we got into a, a little conversation he was like hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna make something for you so he comes back like the next time i see him with uh Eric, let, well let's see how many burnt cds he 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 made and printed off the label as a sticker so it didn't look like it was a burnt cd it, it looked like the, the proper one. It just wasn't reflective. So there was uh, Milo Goes to College by The Descendants. Uh, 
there was um, the Operation Ivy album. There was a live Social Distortion album. Uh, and then there was the self-titled, the first self-titled Rancid, uh, Let Go, Let's Go, and An Outcome the Wolves. So that's six. Wow. Uh, six top-notch punk rock records yeah. as well. Uh, so that's where this next section gets its start. Uh, that, that period of my life was a very, very punk rock, not in my lifestyle, but in my listening. Mm. Um, and this uh, next song, this the inclusion of this Operation Ivy song, Healthy Body, is, I think, the across the, the two-disc set of 154 minutes, the most posturing that I did. <laughs> like, I, I didn't earn this Operation Ivy song, but I was like, ooh, I've got this. I know the importance of this band that became Rancid and this and that. And this was, honestly, the only song I really found listenable on that whole record. <laughs> It's a chorus you can't fight against. Yeah. It's it's an insane hook. The verses, I do not understand a word. No. <laughs> I, I think there's the phrase, and he's living it the right way. That's somewhere in there. But yeah, uh, yeah much, much like on the, the Bowie episode where I, I had read the lyrics to uh, Little Wonder for the first time. I could have done that here. I didn't even think to. Still, no. I get the concept from what I understand of the verses and the chorus makes it very clear. Yeah. And it's, it's just that, that adopted punk mumble. Mm. That's the, that, you know, that rancid, uh, operation Ivy kind of signature thing. Mm. Uh, it's a great song. I think it, yeah. it definitely holds up. Um, it's inclusion here is my emotional attachment to it. I don't have anything really outside of that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, do you, anything on Op Ivy, Healthy Body? Uh, not really. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess I had a similar kind of musical phase, but, um, they, they were never really on my, on my playlist. I, I used to listen to the Punkarama compilations. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, you know, what, whatever else my mates were listening to, but no, it's a, it's a good song. I, I hate to say it, it, it didn't inspire me to go and seek out uh, the rest of their back catalogue, but I did enjoy it. Now for, it, it is, it is the, uh, like I said, the most listenable track on the record. So if that didn't inspire you to go get more, you, you weren't missing it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's uh, keep this section short and punk rock. Let's move on to the second sublime song on this disc is all you need. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
All right. And funny thing about my sublimes, uh, I think I, I think I talked about this before. I still, you know, in the months since our last recording about it, have not listened to the album Robin the Hood. Mm. Both the songs on this disc by Sublime are from Robin the Hood. Uh, I think I knew this either off of Secondhand Smoke or off of Greatest Hits. Uh, and uh, again, it's like Healthy Body. My connection to this song is that I put it on this mix. <laughs> because it, there's something about the end of the chorus, the way Bradley yells, it's all you need, mm. that, that like grabbed me and I couldn't let the, the, the rest of the song go. I needed to get to that. You know, obviously I had to go on here because I part of my uh, affection for Sublime was the variety of sounds uh, that they were doing. So I put the acoustic um, pool shark and then this very punk rock sped up um, with that. That ba- it's the, 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 This section here, not just punk rock, but the bass lines are doing a lot of the work. Mm. Um especially on the next track. But uh, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, so one one of the things my uh, lovely wife, Katie, who you can find online at Katie J. Lydiard, or Katie Lydiard Art on Instagram, she rarely posts, but it's worth your time. Uh, on our first date, I had just come off of a two-year... Uh, what my friend Richie refers to as religiously affiliated vacation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a lot of chance to talk music uh, as a missionary. When I did, I, I, I grabbed hold tight and, and we did uh, a lot of chitter chatter, but I had a lot of backlog worked up. And so something in our conversation felt like an opening for me to tell Katie about two things the sublime greatest hits album the official one right it was only 10 tracks long and i thought that's offensive the uh 40 ounces to freedom is 22 tracks uh the self-titled album is 17 how are you going to put out a greatest hits it's only 10 boo boo this man um and from that to tell her about the Gosh, how many songs did I end up putting on there? The the best of Sublime that I made for my own personal <laughs> listening. Go on, how many better. songs? Oh, it's it's like thirty. I don't. <laughs> it's it's a you know it's a full a full CD, and mm-hmm. so to to this day when I start getting into whenever one the band Sublime comes up or I start getting really into the weeds about something, she's like, oh, did did that go on your Sublime Greatest Hits? Was that good? <laughs> like, All right, I'll, I'll back off. I'll back off. Love it. Um, yeah, I- anything on uh, All You Need? Uh, no, not really. I mean, yeah, you know, when we, when we talked about the other Sublime track, um, I think I said, you know, they weren't really on my radar. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who's really into them, had a sublime tattoo and everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Yeah. The, yeah. And my, my preference at that time really did lean more towards those really fast uh, numbers because, like, that and Burritos was one of my favorite songs. Uh, Burritos also had that 90s um, slacker thing to it, uh, just mm. about 
all the things I don't want to do. I'm going to stay in bed. Um, Bye. Uh, yeah, that that was the appeal. That was the vibe of the moment. Uh, but yeah. now the I, I definitely lean now more towards the the reggae um, end of the sublime stuff. Uh, I mean, that's probably, that's what I know now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably Pawn Shop. I think my favorite sublime song now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the first time I listened to that album, I did not like Pawn Shop at all. I was like, it just it's so long and it doesn't do anything <laughs> is what I thought I was wrong. I was right at the time because it's how I felt at the time. Objectively, yes. I was wrong. Uh, all right. Uh, the punk rock thing keeps going. We got a, a slow atmospheric intro on this one, which is, I think very clever. We like to see it. Let's forget And then there's another chorus. It's 15 more seconds. Um, that's, that's that's a crazy solo. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, Operation Ivy didn't hit for me. Rancid, the 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 two out uh, and out come the wolves especially, but also the album mm-hmm. Let's Go. Rancid hit real hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but and again, it's funny. It was just those two albums. I I haven't listened to any other rancid albums that brother Pope didn't give me. Uh, but I mean, honestly, and outcome the wolves is what you need as, as far as if you ask me, that's what you need by rancid. Uh, let's go is a great album. I think it's a little long. It's like 23 songs, but that's a different Damon saying that than the one who put, um, my best of sublime together. (laughs) Yeah, this is Uh, true. Yeah, I, I mean, Maxwell Murder, it's its its all right there on the page. There's no deeper story behind it that I haven't gotten to. It's, mm. it's, I wondered if there was a slight kind of British nod there. With the 999. With the 999, Jack the Ripper, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's kind of um, American punk rock, and I think especially like Rancid really falls into that uh, thing, is, is really owe, feeling they owe a lot to British punk rock kind of mm. adopting something like even the way that tim armstrong sings kind of owes a lot to um and not to john lyden necessarily but like uh but to i can't think of any bands besides the clash and the sex pistols uh, <laughs> you, yeah you know. I, I have to admit that that is exactly what i was thinking yeah sex yeah. pistols the clash yeah yeah uk subs that's one um anyway but yeah Bad that's brains? yeah yeah but uh, but yeah, that's how that's how it came across, and it it is a, just a slamming song. Ten out of ten, no notes, nothing for me below the surface. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's it. All right, so and then we go completely the other way. Uh, so MXPX mm-hmm. is, is the next band here, um, and uh, so right right before I 
uh, moved uh, to England, um, I had, you know, started getting into the nineties pop punk that, that you get into when you start getting into that sort of thing. Mm. Um, largely Blink-182 and The Offspring. Yeah. So, and uh, Little No Effects, uh, the album Punk and Drublick, I, I, it's so good. Uh, so that's kind of where I was, I was uh, getting in and I loved, uh, obviously, the, the speed. I love a punk rock cover. You take a song, you know, play it in double time and kind of shout it instead of sing it. Yeah. It, it, perfect. It's a wonderful formula. Uh, but it was stuff that like, it was trickier for me to listen to around my parents. Mm. Again, this is largely in my head. Uh, but because it's, uh, you know, there's the Swarzies all throughout. Uh, and then when I moved to England, I fell in with a group of kids who were punk rock, but also Christian. Mm. And that's where I was introduced to MXPX because they are punk rock, but also on the whole Christian. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, like Not every, that I know. Right. Like mm. every, like every band, every rock band that gets the Christian label attached to them. Um, they tend to say that, that it's more nuanced than that. And mm. for, you know, my career is uh, dignity. He's, he, he's not, strictly in the the christian contemporary music world but the important thing for me really what it came down to is they didn't swear on the tracks and mm. so um it was it, it was something available to me and then and and quality for money uh their album let it happen again like 30 songs because yeah. when, when your songs rarely break two and a half minutes, you can fit a lot of them on a 78-minute CD. So uh, this is the song that I picked. It's called GSF. And I have thoughts about it. So let's, let's hear a bit, and then we'll... Oh, that's Maxwell again. There's GSF. And it's got this sweet uh, 50s waltz. Yeah. That's all that one gets. Uh, and so this is, uh, you know, simply adopting the attitudes that were, I think, available to you. Um, I liked the idea. So GF, GSF, it's not in the song or anywhere. You just kind of have to know. stands for uh, Girls Schmurls Foundation. I think F of is course. something like Why that. Why would it not stand for that? Why would it not? It's It seemed cute at the time uh to to be this heartbroken boy who's never actually had to deal with a difficult relationship but it's, it's just been people have moved away that's what i've had you know what actually that that kind of makes sense because uh i i was dating a boy around that time who really loved mxpx and i bought him a t-shirt oh. as a present and it said something like girls are rubbish or something but it probably yeah. said that on it 
something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Big game. Um, yeah, and and it does. I don't know. It it like I said, it it felt cute at the time, uh, but now in this era where the phrase incel has the meaning that it does and the connotations, I just oh can't. boy, yeah. Uh, it. I'm happy that I was able to pass through that and back off and diminish and move into the West. Uh, <laughs> it's and it's not a bad song and they you know it's it's so uh, uh beautiful babies if you're playing the drinking game or i mentioned another podcast take a take another shot here uh, <laughs> the podcast good christian fun uh will regularly do a, a segment called the hunt for the worst christian song of all time and they'll put two songs up against each other and Amazing. one of the yeah, one of the long-running champions is uh, Reliant K song called Mood Rings, uh, where the, the premise is, I wish it was required that girls would wear mood rings so I would know how to treat them at a given time because girls are mysteries. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It is not a premise that holds up. Um, Amazing. One, he wrote a book about it. Based about on the that. song. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the singer like took that idea and wrote a a, a a book. A book. Was it was it fiction or uh, like humorous essays? Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it's GSF. A, a little regrettable, not mood rings level regrettable. Mm. So. So there's there's GSF. It's it's definitely not the MXPX track I would pick now. I thought I thought it was cute. I thought it was a, a cute little thing, like a you know, like a Calvin and Hobbes, no girls allowed sort of thing. Yeah. When I was friends with mostly girls, that's the that's the thing. I don't know. I, I like I say, uh, you know, I bought a T-shirt with that slogan on. Yeah. And didn't see a problem with it. It's. I, you know, well, well, so, and it's, it's really easy to say, yeah, but other, other girls, you know, the ones, yeah, the bad yeah. Ones. they're bad. The bad ones are bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, uh, I don't know. Let us know in the chat. Uh, if you think the opening preamble to hungry, like the wolf, uh, or the general concept of GSF holds up worse in the year of our Lord, 2022. Yeah. Which makes you cringe the most. Yeah yeah so the the rest of the catalog is pretty good uh i'm okay you're okay would probably be the track that i would pick if i still felt the need to put mxpx on there but mm. the, honestly the whole slowly going the way of the buffalo that's a that's a stand-up record from what i remember it has honestly been a few years but <laughs> okay uh let's see this next track i'm gonna pause because I'm going to have to cut out a bit because it's like a four minute introduction. Yeah, we're at two minutes three. Wow. And this is where we're going to jump in. So are you 
That's a course you can't fight against, man. Mm-hmm. What, whatever. Well, I, I'm yeah. going to stick my stake in the ground. I think this is my favorite track on this mix. Okay. Mm. All right. That's awesome. That's a, on uh, both across both discs or of, of what we've discussed. Of, of what we've piece. discussed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, disc two still a bit of a mystery to me because I haven't fully revisited that trying to work on this one. Yeah, and, uh, I, I can't remember what's on disc two, but disc one, I think this is this is number one for me. Oh, that's awesome! That's really fun because it's, yeah. Um, here's the thing about Bush. That's a sexy band. Hmm. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, the, I, and this song especially is just, just slinky and, and yeah. Uh, not angsty. What's what's the word? But there's a something to Gavin Rossdale's delivery on the vocal there. Yeah, just a bit sultry, maybe. Sultry, I don't know. yeah, mm-hmm. sultry more than angsty. I'll give you, yeah. Mm. But this, yeah, this is, and I, I, you know, I like the the big two minute baseline intro. I, mm-hmm. I like it. But what really, this is a chorus. This is a song with a an incredible hook. Mm. Um, and it, it, you know, it doesn't rock as hard as Machine Head or Everything Zen. Uh, and it's not as um, plaintive as Glycerin. Uh, but of the singles from that first record, I mean, it's it's the one. Was, was Greedy Fly on that? Uh, Greedy Fly's record. on Razorblade Suitcase. Ah, okay. Which, if, um, if I were doing this again, Razorblade Suitcase has become my go-to Bush record. Mm. Um, actually it's it's funny uh 16 stone never was my go-to bush record uh the first one i got was science of things because i was very late to the game that was a bmg Mm. pick actually (laughs) um so i love the science of things where everybody was kind of getting done with bush that's where i was getting on board yeah Um, and then i got razor blade suitcase and that that was my my jam and then my friend burnt me a copy of uh 16 stone and it's you know it's what it is it's their breakthrough and everything but i love Mm. um there's a griminess to razor blade suitcase yeah uh that that is the feel of the era that i love Um, Mm. and i will i will go ahead and say this i love that remix album okay i had convinced my friend joe we're trying to get a bush record right um Mm they're looking through the bmg catalog like we see cool kids with the bush logo (laughs) t-shirt what bush album should we get uh and i got science of things and i convinced him you know the best deal for your money is if you get the remix album because it's got stuff from both the first (laughs) records plus that slamming remix of mouth from the american werewolf in paris soundtrack 
Um, and it took me a long time. I was wrong. I was absolutely <laughs> wrong for 14 year old Damon and Joe. That was not the pick, but I will put it on now and, and very much enjoy some, some drum and bass, some trance, some trip hop, yeah. little Goldie. It's because I'm not going to it for a Bush album anymore. I'm yeah. going to it for the electronic aspect and that it works there. It doesn't work as a Bush album. No. Oh, I feel sorry for your friend. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he, no, he had a whole system. Um, he got all sorts of work out of that. So mm -hmm. he, he ended up okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, any, anything else on come down on Bush in general? Um, just to acknowledge that Gavin Rossdale is a very pleasant to look at person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, of the, I, uh, I actually think I had, I had a poster of him on my wall before I'd even listened to Bush because it came with a magazine and I was like, there you hmm, go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good poster to have. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're not wrong there for sure. Um, and he's a, he's, he's a charismatic performer. I, I went to a Bush show. I've seen, you know, watched some videos. He, mm. He's got stage presence. It's, it's very fun. Um, so speaking of value for your dollar, mm. the next song is two birds with one stone. And I feel does a disservice to both birds, but that's, uh, Okay, I'll move the pots up a bit for this one. Yeah, that is still pretty quiet. Mm. Um, there we go. So it's it's Wyclef Jean doing Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Um, if you're listening very closely at the very start of the track, you can hear the tail end of the skit that led into it on the album. And I want to I want to get a bit of the, the rap in here too. Mm -hmm. um, so how, how do you how do you make a, a mixtape that encapsulates all the stuff that you listen to and you want to represent one of the only rap albums you own mm -hmm. uh, in the Carnival by Wyclef Jean, and you also want to represent uh, Pink Floyd uh, the I, I had, I guess, fairly recently gotten into 
that's not even true. I have actually listened to the album Wish You Were Here most of my life. Mm. I love that album. Um, finally had come around to, to Dark Side of the Moon um, by high school. And, uh, well, okay, not to the rapping part yet. Um, <laughs> and so I, I was like, well, that's that's perfect. And the, I, it's possible the song Wish You Were Here would have been my Pink Floyd pick if I was going to just pick out a Pink Floyd song. Yeah. But I think the way I was approaching this was I want a Wyclef song. I think this is the bit. Critics, don't yeah. mistake this for just any cover tune. I'm going to take y'all to the dark side of the moon. Kicking in my mom's womb, this song was just a thought. A young refugee label just come with a passport. Dad used to tell me about the American dream. My dream was waking up in the projects, a young teen. Listen to hip hop, my brother tuned me into rock. Put me up on Pink Floyd, a band from the British blocks. All right. Um, but I think what it, what it ended up being is I wanted a Wyclef song. And mm. I said to myself, oh, if you take this cover of Wish You Were Here, you got two birds. You get Pink Floyd in there when you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Um, and it's good. Wyclef's certainly done worse. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not terrible. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten it was even on there, to be honest. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the first Wyclef album, uh, The Carnival, mm. uh, that I had picked up from the library um, in 19, I guess, 97, 98, mm -hmm. um, same library where I got, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Tiny Music and Beck's Odelay. Um, so those are the three big albums I got there. And I think that it's, you know, a lasting impression for sure. Yeah. I think the carnival is a great album. I think the eclectic is lacking. That's the, the second, uh, the eclectic two sides to a book. Mm -hmm. It, there's a lot of stuff where I feel, well, the, there's that teenage thing where you like something and then overall trends change. And so anything that was trendy there, you had ignored because you were in it. Yeah. And then on the next album, when the artist kind of moves along with the times, you're like, but I don't like this new stuff. I like what you did mm. before. So there's a bit of that. Um, I, I feel like the eclectic was kind of the pop one. It was the yeah. one that was in the charts and... Everyone at school had it, you know. Yeah, The Rock was on there. Yeah. I I forget a lot of times that Wyclef did a song with The Rock. Um, before It doesn't matter. It doesn't so, matter, yeah. Yeah. Not, wow. I, I don't think his most notable of catchphrases either, but it's the one that was his catchphrase when he went into the... He's a catchphrase machine, obviously. Mm. So just whatever it was at the time. Yeah, that's a weird collaboration. Mm. Um but then he had like Mary J. Blige or something. I'm, I'm oh, sure yeah. there were like some. The, yeah, nine one one is great. Uh, yeah, there there are some great songs on there. Uh, what one of the things I loved about the carnival. Uh, well, two two things I loved about the carnival. One is is there was a, a skit storyline. Okay. So it's not just like skits between songs, but it's like a continual. Mm. Wyclef is on trial for being a bad influence. Right, right, right. Various uh, witnesses. Um, and then the last four or five songs on the album are in, uh, Creole. They're just Haitian, hmm. um, songs and they're great. Mm. Um, it's, it's w one of the highlights of the record for me. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. So, and it, it's, uh, as, as far as Wish You Were Here, it's a good cover. It's one of the better songs on the eclectic. I, mm. it was very important to me as a younger person. Here is a rapper who plays an instrument. That was novel mm. for me. Um, I didn't know the roots. Um, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah. And uh, on the uh, on the album, the skit that leads into uh, Wish You Were Here, um, Clef's bus gets stopped by the police and it gets searched and the the cops like maybe i smell marijuana um do you know any rock music and he's like yes i do and he says well i'll let you go if you can play me some pink floyd and right, which is not okay the the that cop character would not have asked for pink floyd it would have been like leonard skinner or <laughs> molly hatchet or something but but it for for the sake of getting to wish you were here it's it's pretty it's a pretty song it's hard to hmm. really screw it up yeah i mean i guess you know the the kind of pink floyd purists would would not enjoy it but yeah i don't know it's it's inoffensive to me yeah uh yeah um and then just like a, a note on the album wish you were here by pink floyd uh i realized um at, at a certain point kind of the thesis of that album is Man, you guys, we used to be a much better band. <laughs> so you got Wish You Were Here in China on your Crazy Diamond about how great Sid Barrett was and, and everything. Yeah. And then you've got Welcome to the Machine and Have a Cigar about how the music industry will screw up a band. Um, and, and Wow, there's a lot of bitterness I'd never really uh, observed. Yeah. yeah. And it's just those four songs, China on your Crazy Diamond is split into two two tracks on Mm -hmm. some pressings of it so it's just those four songs and the thesis to me is man we should listen to relics uh all right so we are we are actually i think making good time we are going to finish um today we have one track left and it is largely on here for this fanfare So I had that fanfare and it was the best for what it was that I had available to me. (laughs) And I will go on record. I've probably gone on record already saying this. I love that Chumbawamba album. Yeah, you do. (laughs) 
to to the point i do forget that the song uh tub thumping is on there and like oh yeah that's a part of this that's why i ended up with this album obviously it's but but i just kind of block it out and it runs from amnesia to scapegoat and that's what the uh the record is wow i i yeah i mm, hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, you enjoy. I take it, I take enjoy. it on, the, on the podcast. I am alone in loving the album <laughs> Tub Thumper. Okay, okay, that's fine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I, I truly had intentions of getting the follow up record, uh, WYSIWYG. Um, I just never got around to it. Other stuff seemed more important. So the rest of the Chumbawamba oeuvre, I don't know. I love, I love Tub Thumper, man. I think it holds up. Like I genuinely do. The, and trumpet again, mm-hmm. closing off the record. Not just the fanfare, but there's trumpet throughout that record. Um, weird sound clips between songs. Yeah, uh, I did do a play a mixtape for Katie that highlighted, like it had those little clips from the end of the Chumbawamba songs between the songs on there. She didn't have oh, okay. to listen to any Chumbawamba to get to it either. Like <laughs> that was I, kind. That was kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, putting down Chumbawamba. I'm sure they have many fans out there somewhere. The, yeah, that's that's what worries me is the actual Chumbawamba fans, because it's it's a band as old as we are, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, and I, I remember hearing at the time, like, oh yeah, this album's a total departure from what they normally sound like, um, but. And maybe they had already like adapted some of the electronic uh, elements by the time we got to Chumbo, but got to tum- Tub Thumper. I don't know. I don't know. It's the album I like. I've read the Wikipedia on the older stuff. I'm not going to listen to it. I, I, I don't That's need fair. to. You've made your um, decision. Yep. And so the way the way okay, so the way the beat comes in after that fanfare mm. is jarring because it yeah. is a very dated techno assault mm-hmm. on the old ears intentionally so i mean not intentionally dated but it's supposed to be a, a shocking sort of yeah thing it's but once, the juxtaposition man you know yeah. <laughs> once i but once i lay back into it i'm like yes this song is good uh the big issue is good good chip lifestyle is good amnesia i am very disappointed i've been disappointed for 25 years that as a follow-up single, Amnesia did not take off the way Tub Thumping did. Mm-mm. And it can't. Nothing can. That's a single that's impossible to follow up. Yeah. Um, it's like the Macarena. What was yeah. what was the next uh, Los Del Rio song? It doesn't matter. They had the Macarena and that's, that's all you have forever. Gosh, that's kind of sad. Can you imagine if you're an artist and you wrote a song and you're like, no, this is too good. I can't release it because then the rest of my career will be measured against this song. I, and it will I have haunt to, me. I have to do it under a pseudonym. I have to, yeah, yeah or sell it to somebody. Sell it to po- some poor new artist, and they're going to record "Are You Johnny Ray?" <laughs> yeah. Wait, no. I just, I just, in the in the conceit of a song that's too good, I just said, "Are you Johnny Ray?" And that's not right. That's simply a one-hit wonder. <laughs> 
what what let's see what else falls into that category brimful of asha that's uh was that corner shop corner shop oh i think corner shop probably had more more uh, yeah. sway in the uk than they did over here it was mostly just yeah, that, that yeah. muslim remix here um yeah but that's a top shelf track you know oh what was the singer called jazz something he did some stuff as well oh, okay they did some stuff yeah yeah so um listeners if you have a song that's too good to follow up let us know <laughs> let us know in the discord aside from tub thumping of course aside from got that one. too good too good to follow <laughs> yeah. up. tub thumping in the macarena you know what are you johnny ray falls into that that grouping now now that i now that i say the macarena and tub thumping are you johnny ray that's in there too okay <laughs> wow it's, so i mean what a way to end a disc um yeah. how are you feeling about it in in totem that's in, not a word you know what i mean yeah in in the overall i feel i feel generally good about this mm. um in that i am learning to have uh, compassion for damon jr who put it together <laughs> um giving myself the context to be able to enjoy a lot of this music that i haven't necessarily enjoyed over the last 20 years but yeah. um, i i feel like it's okay i'm not as upset about the depeche mode thing as i was five years ago or whenever that happened but uh yeah, I think it's okay. Oh, yeah, we. Uh, oh, do I have the clip? I think I have the clip. We're getting to that segment. Um, I'm glad you said something. I had almost forgot. <laughs> uh, this is a little segment called Don't Ever Judge Me. It's such an awful clip to play. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you better know because it's indecipherable isolated mm -hmm. like that um okay so we're, we're doing i guess scores out of 10 mm -hmm. i think is what we did and you gave uh, zen's random stuff a six sounds right yeah i recall okay i have a terrible memory but so if if we're doing disc one on its own from melancholy and the infinite sadness through scapegoat um it's a it's a little repetitive um in themes uh, a little disjointed in its order not mm -hmm. awful but i i would have grouped things differently mm. um i'm gonna give it a 6.5 for for disc nice. a um okay that's great uh we we did it man we beat the first disc of 154 minutes only took us three episodes <laughs> not too bad <laughs> um okay so uh what should we do next should we do zen's dead hip-hop the the rap disc you sent along with uh gosh yeah i i can't imagine that's aged too well but uh right yeah let's let's give it a spin and we'll do see that what we and think then, and then we'll get on to disc b of 154 minutes so it ah that's gonna be some interesting stuff all right um <laughs> listener uh beautiful babies you can, uh, I believe, as I said earlier, check us out on Twitter um, at IIS Pod, on Instagram at IIS Podcast, um, on Facebook. I think we're Facebook slash uh, International IIS Rangers. 
Oh, Ooh, IIS podcast. IIS podcast on Facebook. Mm. Um, I think we're mostly active on Twitter because that's what's easiest for me to do from my phone. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do sometimes share um, some playlists and some music videos uh, on, on the Facebook. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's it. I haven't been watching anything uh, with the, the new baby. It's been hard to... I, oh, I finished Loki. Nice. I liked it. I liked it okay yeah. eventually. I, it was hard for me to start, but I'm hmm. glad I got through it. Uh, I've started Hawkeye. I don't hate it like I thought I would. Hmm. Just have... I'd be interested once you get through it to see what your kind of rankings of the 2021 Marvel... Television. Or, yeah. Yeah. There were yeah, I haven't few. seen Eternals yet, but that is on the Disney Plus now, so hmm. um, I have to give that one a go. And yeah, anything, anything for you that you want to leave with? The uh, I guess just um, yeah, Disney Plus. There's loads of stuff on there that I didn't realize was on there. So I noticed they've got Atlanta. So I rewatched that. Oh, really? Mm. I don't know if that. I think that's probably on Hulu in the U.S. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. I second that. Atlanta is amazing. It's great. And and I was listening to the soundtrack as well on Spotify, which is also awesome. So there you go. Yeah. Strong recommend. I like that. Um, okay. And now's the part of the show where I realize I haven't prepared a sign off. Um, now let's see if I can remember. Uh, okay. So the uh, I've got a sign off and then we'll hear the closing clip from the movie Brassed Off that ends the Chumbawamba album. Um, I think it's also at the, the beginning of Tub Thumping. If you listen to the long version, it's the uh, truth is I thought it mattered. Um, and that's me doing it without subjecting the listener to my accents. They, <laughs> is it Sheffield? Sheffield accent? Yeah. Brassed Off? They're perfectly fine when I'm reading Cat in the Hat to my kid um, and the fish is, I don't know, I guess the fish is from London and the cat is Sigmund Freud. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, we can have lots of good fun if you wish with the games that I call Up, Up, Up with the fish. Um, it's, it's honestly more James Nazi is what the, the voice is, some kind of villain. <laughs> Um, it's a quirky home invasion is what that story is. Uh, okay. Um, all right. It's the one that's stuck in my head. Our sign off today will be from, uh, my friend Richie T's podcast. It's called the cultural hall. Uh, it is a, um, it's a very Mormon podcast. Uh, like if you understood the name, the cultural hall, you get it. Uh, if you didn't, probably not for you. Honestly, if you got the reference might not be for you. It's barely for me anymore, <laughs> but I'm friends with Richie and I'd like to keep a toe in the culture still. Uh, so we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body and that if you were unable to listen this week, that you'll be able to listen to next week. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall. I really should change it to our podcast name when I do these, but I'm never going to remember to. <laughs>
And I'm going to take my boys out onto the town. Thank you.